How do you measure the success of your employer brand efforts? Maybe you just notice more smiles on people's faces, so you feel like your work is justified. Or maybe you are on best places to work lists and feel awarded for your hard work. Well, we prefer the hard numbers. The Employer Brand Index helps you calculate the return on investment of your employer brand and in turn validates the work you are doing to your organization. Having a great employer brand means you have to offer a great candidate experience, employee experience, and even alumni experience. When you use insights from our Employer Brand Index, you can take action and move the needle. Want to know more? Just get in touch. Go to employerbrandindex.co. Hey, Sans Vaisan, it's Jorgen Sundberg here with the Employer Branding Podcast, brought to you by your friends here at Link Humans. And our mission is, as always, to make the world of work a better place for you, me, and everyone. Right, so this week we are talking to a publicly traded meal kit company based out of Berlin, Germany, which you may have used. And uh, we're going to learn lots about the uh, employer brand today, uh, in particular about powering up uh, your recruiting teams to, to make them ambassadors for your employer brand. So let's start the show. Hey, Caro, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi. So who are you and what do you do? Yeah, my name is Caro Giden and I am heading the telemarketing and engagement function at HelloFresh. Um, including pretty much all things top funnel for the hiring process um, and the employer brand. So from how do we attract candidates um, to HelloFresh and how do we position our company as an employer of choice all the way to converting those candidates. Amazing. All right. So what is uh, HelloFresh, first of all? Yeah. So HelloFresh is the number one meal kit uh, provider in the world. We operate under six different brands across the globe, and we have operations in 18 different countries. Our service, in a nutshell, is a meal kit delivery subscription box um, that is delivered on a weekly basis um, with pre-portioned ingredients for rotating recipes uh, uh, for our customers. So ahead of times, uh, our clients can go in, select which recipes they wish to cook and how many recipes per week they wish to get, and then we'll deliver exactly what they need uh, to their house. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What is the most popular recipe uh, for your customers and what's your favorite recipe? I will only tell you which is my favorite recipe. Uh, for the German market, there is a Vietnamese meatball um, mm. recipe, which includes a cucumber salad. And that is my favorite one. Sounds yummy. Great. Okay. And uh, HelloFresh, what is the talent challenge for the company? Yeah, I think it's it's a challenge that we share uh, across many different fields. And is that we have so many different types of employees to hire, right? Across a very diverse backgrounds. So from office jobs, tech careers um, that are focused on enhancing the supply chain all the way through how do we deliver the app. And then there's the angle of our warehouse operations, right? Uh, those who are packing your boxes, getting making sure that the ingredients are ready um, to the people that actually deliver the box to your house, right? So that variety of workforce makes our job challenging, because when we want to manage a specific employer reputation and communicate that externally, 
And when we also want to identify which are our identifiers as, as Hello Fresh employees, it can be so diverse, right? So yeah. how do we understand those markers and translate that into something that feels very meaningful for somebody who is in a warehouse operating and moving constantly to somebody who's just working from home or working on their, on their code all the time, right? And what is your hardest to fill positions? I'm thinking technology. It's usually technology. I would say it's, def it's usually tech, especially the most senior tech jobs like principal engineer and staff engineer. Engineers are very difficult to find. Yep. Um, I think that is the company in which all other tech employers will probably be saying yes to. But we also see challenges for filling out niche roles like our technical uh, specialists who operate under the warehouses, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, we need to find in some cases local talent that comes with a very specific skill or a very specific um, certification. And we've seen challenges there as well. Okay. And you mentioned uh, in your little intro there around uh, the fact that you have different brands uh, around the world. Does that uh, make it harder for you to uh, to have like a coherent positioning in terms of being a, seen as an attractive employer? Absolutely, it does. I'm glad that you mentioned that out. Uh, I was also thinking about that when, when I was talking about the challenge. When it comes to HelloFresh, as I said, we operate under 18 different markets. We have the headquarters in New York. We have headquarters in Berlin as well. You would imagine a big company, a full building, uh, employees across different fields, but we also have operations in um, countries where we're just developing our brands, right? Mm -hmm. And that would look more like a startup, right? Startup yeah. scene, have the, the CEO across your table, they're partnering with you. And that is really challenging to consult as a, within one brand, right? Um, if we need to define what is the... Um, what are those markers? What are those identifiers of our workplace culture? Then it needs to vary well. Um, yeah. it needs to, it needs to mold into how would that operation in Spain be like when you have all your coworkers around you and the operations are maybe 20 employees, um, to what happens when it's 2000 employees in the same office. Yes. Okay. Well, that's. I'm sure that makes your job more interesting, more fun. Uh, right. So let's move on to the uh, employer brand. So how did it come about and um, what, what was the, the purpose of establishing it? Yeah. So one of the first tasks that I did when I joined HelloFresh was to interview a lot of people. Um, so I really took the first few months of my job to understand our company, what, uh, what was the vision of our leaders and what were their needs. And I dare to say we don't have a traditional employer value proposition. Um, we're a company that actually moves or tries to move in a very agile way. And with that, what we've developed is a slightly less traditional way for managing our messaging around our identity as employers. So what we did last year was we developed four key pillars, our key messages of communication that we then discussed across all of our marketing actions. And we also translate those pillars into stories. Uh, I can tell you maybe two of my favorites. Uh, first and foremost, variety makes us strong, which is all about our various ideas and backgrounds and how we approach situations within the company gives us flexibility to design better products in the end. 
for example, my team, uh, it's a small, we're uh, eight people, but we're all from different corners around the world. And all of us operate different, very differently. But when we come together, we operate really well. Um, and I believe that this is because we've built a space where all of us can support each other uh, to make sure that whatever we're proposing is a better solution by having that discussion, um, a space for discussion. And I think this is translated to many different teams across HelloFresh as well. And the second one will be Hungry for More. As I said before, it is a big company, right? We're, we're operating in, in many different countries by now, 22,000 employees um, across the globe as well. And the company itself is also, in a, in, it is also growing, right? Um, so that company growth um, enables a lot of employee growth opportunities as well. And for people to be able to move and, and shape their careers into whatever they, they want, because there's more space for that. Amazing. Okay. And uh, you mentioned you, you're eight people in the employer brand team. What, what's, what are their roles and uh, do they sit centrally or are you spread out as well? Yes. So my team has two sub teams. We have our employer branding and talent marketing team is rather small, uh, three employees at the moment. We have one person solely focused on social media activities. Mm-hmm. We keep that, uh, that line pretty, pretty busy with work. We also have somebody fully focused on developing our marketing campaigns and now a new team member who is focused on content creation projects. So if we attend podcasts, if we want to build blogs, is the person that, that cares for all of those projects. They all partner together, of course, because our campaigns do go across and campaigns would also need content creation. Uh, but each of those members, regardless of their specialty, they also do employer branding strategic projects. Like, for example, how are we managing a reputation? Um, how are we ensuring that our social media numbers are well and that we continue to do content that is uh, engaging? And the second team? Yes. Then we have our second team. Our second team is a talent engagement team. They are, from my point of view, in a very exciting journey of growth. Their background is sourcing, right? Traditional sourcing. What we've tried to do at HelloFresh is to um, upskill them by giving them marketing work. Our main goal is for them to be delivering 360 solutions uh, for top funnel needs. So their focus are on developing our event strategy, talent community strategy, and referral strategy. But maybe we can dive deeper on that later. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely want to talk about upskilling of recruiters and so on in, in a minute, for sure. And uh, so, so that's the team. And uh, who do you report to and wh- where do you sit inside the organization? Yeah, I'm part of the talent acquisition leadership team reporting to our VP of talent. Okay, amazing. All right. And uh, if we turn to uh, activation of employer brand, first of all, if you are, if you're a prospective candidate, you're one of these uh, specialist warehouse operators or a tech person, where, where would I then be likely to, to see messaging from HelloFresh? Where, where would I be nudged go? Ah. Maybe I should apply for a job there. We do a lot of our activities across social media. Um, we have a YouTube channel, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok channels dedicated fully to our employer brand. Um, and our strategy at the moment is mostly digital. And because you are a sort of a tech company, logistics, but it's also about food, I'm interested in knowing if you use food as part of the attraction campaigns, or do you have to be a foodie too? to be interested in working for HelloFresh? 
<laughs> That's a really good question. We absolutely do. I think it's a bit of an identifier of a HelloFresh employee to talk about food constantly, even when we're having <laughs> lunch together. Um, I, I see that every time that I'm with my team, every time that we sit together to eat, we're always constantly talking about food. So it's definitely a passion, an innate passion of our team members. You don't have to be a foodie to, to be a HelloFresh employee. As part of our employer brand actions, we've, of course, embedded that into our activities. We've done a tech on toast challenge in which we, for example, ask very difficult tech questions to our tech employees before a crazy toaster that might be a bit broken uh, pops. Um, <laughs> we've also put our managing directors to cook egg dishes under pressure while we're asking them questions, uh, mm -hmm. which turned out to be really fun as a campaign that hasn't been launched. So I'm not going to spoil that one. But we try to embed our sense of humor through food um, and with food puns every now and then because it's a good identifier for how also our environment works and a lot of things that you would experience if you're a HelloFresh employee. Okay, great. And could you give me an example of how you engage your, your people in terms of uh, reaching out to... Um potential candidates on social, perhaps your, your leaders? Yes. So we partner really closely with our talent acquisition leaders across the globe, mm -hmm. and they help us bring a lot of those local stories to light, right? Our employer branding team at the moment is a bit central. We have a, a few people. Most of the team is in Berlin with one member in the in New York, but we don't have 18 employees across all of our regions, right? Um, what we do have is very engaged talent acquisition team members who have raised the hand to provide their expertise when a blog post about career opportunities is needed, um, to go and find an employee who has a story to share so that we can make, uh, make a highlight of that on social media. And in addition, we've partnered really closely with our managing directors across the, across the globe to make sure that we're also shy, uh, shining a light on, on what is happening in each of those locations as well. Um, and not only in the locations that we traditionally tend to favor, which is the ones that we're sitting at. Yeah, amazing. All right. And uh, in terms of activating the employer brand, I know you're also uh, powering things up by upskilling your recruiting teams. Um, can you give us the background to this and sort of the, the setup to, to this program? Yes, our talent acquisition team has a strategy that is built up into different phases. Um, the one that we were focused last year the most was for uh, talent acquisition 4.0, which is how do we enable our teams or how do we upskill them to make them instead of I-shaped or T-shaped into com-shaped experts that then can therefore take their careers into many different uh, formats, whatever they choose to write. Um, how that looks like specifically for my team is taking talent acquisition experts and giving them marketing um, specialization and marketing skill sets. Um, also project management skill sets um, that of course come with the job as well. In addition, we also partner through our care projects with the broader talent acquisition team as well. Um, and, and we ensure that they have a, a big say in what, in, for example, what do we do for reputation management, the campaigns that we run on social media, many of the actions that come is because of, of their minds and their work. So we keep them really well engaged there. We have a very clear content, content strategy. Right, that helps us understand what pieces of content we'll create and then how do we use them across the life cycle. We also try to squeeze all the value possible out of each piece that we create, right? There is so much thought, 
there's so much effort. And in some cases, there's a lot of investment going into each of the pieces. And we really try to squeeze as much ROI as possible, embedding them and reusing them and rehashing them in as many formats as possible. Yeah. So I think those are two key tips that we've done. Yeah, I love that. I love uh, recycling content and making the most of that. So you create one piece of content and they use it in different formats and so on. That's the best way of doing it. And I know you've got um, five ideas that uh, you could share with uh, with our listeners to help upskill uh, a recruitment team into sort of becoming your extended employer brand teams. What are they? Yes. So I guess my tip number one would be create a content strategy that your talent acquisition team can help you activate, right? Each of your talent acquisition team members have a very direct control or influence along the candidate journey, and they can help you build pieces that are in line with your employer brand and at the same time that tackle a need that they have. So your content strategy can help make that clear and also make sure that the content that is being produced and that is being delivered, it goes in line with what you want to share with, with within your employer brand. Tip number two for me is try to be as intentional as possible when you're creative, your when you're creating your creative concept. I think we're very much in love with our brands, and that is an idea that sometimes is difficult to step away from. From my point of view, is it, it's much more beneficial to be a critic of your brands. When you're thinking about your creative concepts, instead of falling in love with them be a critic of them, right? Think how are you actually provoking emotions from your audience? Fall in love with your audience instead and build content that is made up for them. How are you being unexpected? How can you stay true to your brand and reflect all of that within your content in a way that is very candidate-centric? So again, fall in love with your candidate. Don't fall in love with your idea. Step number three for me is to definitely squeeze all the value and um, all the value of the campaign and the pieces of content that you create and to gain as much ROI from each of them. Rehashing, recycling your content into many different formats uh, is no harm, right? There's there's only a value that you can that you can do through that. Um, at the moment, for example, we've done some videos last year that now we want to turn into bigger pieces of blogs and deliver differently to our candidates. So, how are you doing to transform your content into different pieces and place it into different platforms? Printed, digital. Their space is way too big for us to play with. So it would be a shame if we just do one piece and and, and that's it. Tip number four for me is to really use your hero to tell your story. So your storyline is clearly by this point is probably already very well crafted. Um, so use your subject to really transmit the emotions to your audience and to really transmit that main message. Make sure that however you're building that piece of content, let their personality show, right? Let people love their intentions, uh, see their mistakes, see their laughs, see a piece of their personality. That's going to make your content really stick because it's going to come across as genuine, unique. Um, and then you're going to use that hero as your conduit to achieve what you wanted, which is to tell a specific story, to, to, to share a specific point about who you are as an employer. Um, so focus on your hero and not on what you want to say. And number five is actually my favorite one. 
one that we've continuously used uh, now that we're on this journey of of skilling our our talent engagement team, and that is to build for scale, build build ideas that work on scale, and also build recipes. So when you're thinking about your next idea, think about all the steps that you did to put that together and put that in a playbook and share that playbook. That way you're giving recipes for your teammates to use those recipes and to create further content for you to create further recipes. And if one day you're not there, they can also run their marketing campaigns because you've been very clear about what steps uh, would lead them to success. I've applied this multiple times and I've also encouraged my team to apply it and, um, it's been really beneficial for us so far. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Now, uh, let's turn to uh, success and uh, ROI and uh, uh, really how, how, you, um, how you report the impact of employer brand uh, to your leadership. What, what does it look like uh, for you? Yes. So it, from my point of view, it depends on the angles that we're considering, right? Yes. So I think that there are meta measurements such as what is our employee NPS um, that are very interesting to look at, right? This mm-hmm. will help me and, and inform my team um, to understand really when our messages need to be reviewed, what is going well, what are possible pain points that need to be addressed differently, but also what are highlights that we might be missing on, right? Uh, that we could be leveraging much more broadly. Then we also have more operational metrics that our team currently runs and considers to define if a campaign has been or not successful. And it's going to depend on the type of campaign that we're running. Is it an awareness campaign or a more um, a direct campaign to applying? But we take a look at uh, what is our career website traffic? What are the trends, our changes that we're doing to the career website impacting the candidate experience in a better way or not? And also we take a really close look at our social media engagement, not only because it helps us understand how our campaigns are landing externally, but also we have a lot of employees, very social media avi, uh, very well connected in, in social media who will also share very positive reaction when the campaign has landed and when the campaign is focused on a message they can also agree with, right? So we also take a, a, a closer look at that. Um, and last but not least, it's also very important for us to take a look at the candidate journey and understand what is our candidate MPS, uh, and partner with also our onboarding function to understand what is helping candidates say yes to HelloFresh. Not only when were they aware of our brand, we're a consumer brand, so it's quite, you know, it's directly facing the candidates. Um, yep. and it's very easy to have a brand awareness, but really what was it that allowed them to say yes to the opportunity? What was it that they figure out about us as an employer mm. that made that switch for them? Yeah, that's really interesting. It's like, what, what made you pull the trigger in the end? Sometimes it's uh, one obscure piece of content a lot of people look at and then that tips them over the edge. Yeah, so that's a um, really, really insightful uh, piece of data there. And uh, yeah, so Kara, uh, we've also partnered uh, We've done an employer brand index for HelloFresh. I'm wondering how uh, how you used those insights and um, also sort of what interest you've had from the organization uh, around that data. Yes, absolutely. Um, so as I said before, we have four pillars of communication that we constantly uh, that we use to 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 base our campaigns in. Currently, we're in the process of auditing those pillars, um, really auditing our workplace culture, and then help us define and iterate what is our workplace identity. 
right? Partnering with Link Humans as year was a very important step of this journey because it helps us, it helped us understand what was our status quo at that point in time and also determine in which areas our messaging and action needed to be improved, but also what elements are, were going well that we were not highlighting so much. A really clear example uh, that comes to place is career opportunities within the company, right? I don't think we've expressed that so much as here, even though it is a pillar, it was not one of our uh, focused pillars. And we realized that there is such an opportunity for us to do and to tell more stories about how our employees have grown. Uh, personally, it was also my reason to say yes to HelloFresh because you go into LinkedIn, you see those career journeys of employees and you you get um, you get excited to think of what how could that translate to your career as well. So ever since we got the report from LinkHumans, we've been much more attentive to uh, transform that data into campaigns um, and explore those messagings that were for us a clear opportunity. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's to me is the perfect way to, to use insights from from our index to really looking at the opportunities and perhaps I wouldn't say quick wins, but at least easier wins than uh, some of the tanky turning stuff uh, that uh, data throws up sometimes. And also, I have to say that uh, we as a team, we felt working with you, you were super organized and you really got the whole HelloFresh team involved. And it, it was uh, really the, the right way way to do it and to embed everything in the in the business right so um carrie you've all already given us a number of tips uh, for upskilling but what would be your number one or two tips uh, for employer brand professionals in general build bridges if you don't build bridges that you're just not going to help you succeed right um, build bridges across teams across functions it really doesn't matter which team are you sitting at talent acquisition, a direct HR team, the marketing organization, building bridges is really going to help you, your work be much more powerful, right? It, regardless of your company structure, again, um, there is most definitely someone that you will have a shared goal with and partnering with them is going to make both of your solutions in the end much more powerful. Okay. So what's the best place to start? Coffee chats, maybe? A coffee chat. Okay, that's good. Curious? I was thinking maybe is it DNI, is it ESG or you know what? Who a wants to talk team. to employer brand? A specific team. Um so I think there's a lot that the marketing team can share with you, of course. There's a lot mm -hmm. of expertise there and you need to respect that. Um so building a good report with the marketing team is important. They probably also have processes that you can reach from. And then in our specific case, the employee experience team, right? We do have a full employee, exper employee experience team function that we constantly work with and constantly partner with. Um, and then we've noticed that, that there is a lot of value in the, in the things that we produce together. Yeah, absolutely. Love that bridge building. Okay. So Cara, how long have you been working in uh, employer brand now? Oof, what year is it? <laughs> 2023. 2023. Um, so it's, about 13 years by now, uh, 14, 13, 14 years by now. I wow. began my career in employer branding yeah, many years ago without knowing what employer branding was as an intern, actually as a student worker, uh, doing collaterals for the Latin American region. And then my journey began from there. I loved what I do. I love being the most personal side of a brand. 
And it's every single day of my career has been different so far. Amazing. Okay. Right. Well, my final question is, uh, where can our listeners connect with yourself, Caro? And where can they learn more about HelloFresh? And uh, have you got any, any promo codes for our listeners to sign up to HelloFresh uh, subscriptions? um so you can connect with me through my linkedin profile jorgen you have it so maybe you can share it with them Mm -hmm. if you wish to know more about hellofresh in our workplace you can find us on youtube instagram tiktok or linkedin as inside hellofresh and uh connect with you on linkedin for a promo code yeah Um, yeah let's talk about (laughs) (laughs) great thank you so much for your time today karen thank you very much Okay, folks, there we have it. Be sure to reach out to Caro on LinkedIn and other places and thank her ever so much for sharing her insights with us today. And if you are interested in measuring employer brand, getting those insights, the good and the bad and the ugly, just like uh, our friends at HelloFresh, I should say, then be sure to check out the LinkHumans Index. You can find it at linkhumans.com or feel free to get in touch with me and I'll tell you all about it. Finally, to subscribe to this podcast or to find our show notes articles, head on over to employerbrandingpodcast.com. Right, that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in and catch you next time. Hey! I guess my life motto is always experiment in and be curious, act with a curious mindset. I've done employer branding for so many years and every single day I learn something new, right? A new angle, a new opportunity. And I think bringing curiosity into what I do and always asking why is it that I'm doing it? Am I doing it because I'm falling in love with an idea or because it's proven to work in the past, will it work now, um, has helped me be critical of my job and make sure that I hopefully design things that will land well as well.